0: Higher Up Podcast, Episode 4.
1: Delivering clear, concise, and entertaining content on demand, this is sharpertalkmedia.com. Join the community. Welcome
0: to Higher Up, the podcast designed to help you take your business to a higher level.
1: Get the latest news and updates on everything human resources. Unlock the occupational DNA so you can identify, select, develop, and retain top talent. And now
0: your host, John Beck. Welcome everyone to the Hire Up Podcast, episode four. We're excited to have you here today. Hire Up Podcasts, devoted to everything human resources and taking your business to a higher level. Our special guest today is professional certified coach, Craig Yingling, who brings over two decades of executive level leadership and experience. His experience is principally in the healthcare administration area as CEO or as a divisional president supervising hospital chief executives. He obtained an MBA from Louisiana State University in 1982. In addition to his coaching practice, he serves on the faculty of LSU's MBA program and is a sought-after keynote speaker and speaks at many area conferences. Craig Gingling, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, John, I'm excited to be here with you today. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Well, thank you so much, and that was a very rough intro for me. I apologize about that, but I got it straight. It's
1: a mouthful, there's no doubt.
0: Well, you have so much, so, so, so many accolades behind your name, which is just, it's incredible all the things that you've done over your short career, right? As young as you are.
1: As many mistakes as I have made, I have learned many lessons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wonderful. So, Craig, thanks for braving the weather and coming down to the studio today. We really appreciate that. I know it was a, a wet, slippery drive on the way in. No problem at all, Jim. All right. So tell us a little bit about Yingling and Associates. What do you guys do there?
1: Well, mainly executive coaching and leadership development. I mean, our, our focus is really working with today's leaders and tomorrow's leaders helping them kind of understand where they are and how to be able to get them to the next level of performance in their careers.
0: Oh, fantastic. You're throughout the Louisiana market or beyond? Tell us a little bit about your geographical coverage.
1: Mainly what I work with is clients here in the uh, South Louisiana area, Lafayette, uh, Baton Rouge is my uh, home base where the headquarters are, Right, and then down to New Orleans. But I periodically work with companies who may have subsidiaries in different parts of the world, so they... Fly me up there to get me started, and then we coach the rest of the process through web conferencing or Skyping.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! And you also uh, do a lot of speaking engagements, from what I understand.
1: Yeah, there are a number of things that I just really, really passionately like to speak about. You know, employee engagement or how right. to develop your employees. And I don't pretend to be an expert in everything, but there
0: are some things that I just absolutely love. Well, you know, when you have a passion for it, that sure uh, sure shows. Well, let's just jump right into the topic. And, you know, today we're going to be talking about uh, leadership development and coaching, executive level coaching. And a lot of times when you think about that, Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies come to mind and start wondering about, well, would that be right for me personally as an executive or would that be good for me and my or my team and my organization? And, you know, what we're here to talk about today is, and Craig, maybe you can guide me on that. Executive level coaching is not just for the Fortune 500 companies.
1: Oh, no, not at all. Actually, in, in fact, you know, it really applies. Coaching is a model that really applies to anyone, any industry, and any one individual, regardless of the level that they're in. So it's really all about performing at a higher level. So it can be small companies. I work with entrepreneurs of relatively small companies. I work with some of the largest companies here in the area and kind of everything in between. So C-level leaders as well as the directors who they've identified as being high potential that they want to be able to groom for higher positions within organizations in their future.
0: So one of the things I I, I just think is great is that it's, it's not just for the elite, the elite organizations, and it's something that, Even a small company with a few, four, five, six, seven employees would looking for that, take their organization to the next level, developing their talent. Certainly they can engage in those types of services.
1: You know, John, I have to tell you, one of the things that's just kind of funny and anecdotal in terms of the lessons is, uh, you know, you're working with higher level leaders and, you know, they're 50, 55, more senior in their career. And the constant thing I hear from them is, where were you when I was 35? And really could have a better understanding of how I lead back then. I'd be able to be even more successful today.
0: Wow. So, earlier the better?
1: Um, In some cases, yes. In some cases, no. It depends a lot upon the individual and kind of their own awareness as well as some of their experiences that really... Only experiences can teach
0: people. And you have to be ready for it. You have to be ready to accept it. Uh, you have to be
1: prepared <laughs> for some uh, hard feedback as well as, uh, you know, be prepared as well, too, to be right. able to learn new concepts.
0: Wonderful. Well, for those who may or may not know, let's just talk, let's just dive right in. What is coaching?
1: Great. Um, you know, I, it's kind of one of the easy ways to be able to kind of understand it, kind of a visual image is, you know, executive coaching, just kind of think of like a coach for a quarterback. You know, so you're out there on the football field and no quarterback would get on the field without a coach. And that coach is going to help that quarterback be in top condition to be able to play. He's going to help that quarterback understand what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. Can they scramble out of the, uh, the pocket, so to speak, when the timing is right? Really to understand and raise their awareness of themselves. The next thing a good quarterback coach is going to do is to be able to help them understand what's the best way to win today. Based on the situation you find yourself in, how can I adapt, change my behavior, pick different plays that are going to allow me to be able to be successful as I'm competing on the field today? Wow. And then the last part really has to do with having them to be agile, having them to be more strategic in their roles about how to be able to win consistently. So coaching, executive coaching is really the exact same way with business leaders as well.
0: That's that's an awesome analogy. The whole time you were doing that, I was thinking of Peyton Manning. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the entire time you're having that conversation. And I was thinking about that whole process, you know, on top of the game as he is, we look at some of our executive level leaders and you think as high a level as they are in their game, there's still an opportunity to coach and continue to look at your strengths, weaknesses, and how you can continue to take go from good to great.
1: Yeah, I have to kind of chuckle sometimes when I hear from the executives, well, I don't need coaching. I'm just fine the way I am. And then after the process is over, they are some of the biggest cheerleaders for coaching for the rest of developing their team.
0: Wow, that's good stuff. Um so, here I am, take myself for example, small company. What do I, what would I look for in an executive coach? And it, whether it be for me or just in general, what what are the qualities are there's a lot of folks out there that you might hear about offering coaching. Why am I going to say, "Hey, Craig, I want you." What, what what let's you know, and you can talk in generics, but I also want to know why would I want Correct. Okay. Good
1: Good question. Let's go kind of the higher level and let's look at the kind of the coaching profession. The reality of it is, is there's a lot of people out there who call themselves coaches when they haven't really been trained to be a coach. Mm-hmm. So there is actually a a number of schools that are out there to help people understand coaching, the coaching model, how to be able to use assessments properly, uh, how to be able to work with clients, different clients, ask, asking powerful questions. So A good coach needs to be trained to be a coach. Right. They need to have experiences as well too. And for example, working with executives like I do is is my 22 years of running hospitals or supervising divisions of hospitals. The reality of it is is I have a set of experiences that not a lot of executive coaches have. Mm -hmm. That's not necessary to be an executive coach, but having a really good understanding of the challenges that business men and women face every day. Is very important.
0: Brings to mind a little analogy I often use with several of my clients, and that is I personally don't do a lot of consulting as I am more of a assessment specialist, what we offer from our company, the types of services, solution specialists, if you will. But uh, I joke often that you'll have a uh, consultant may come in and offer an organization information on what they can do and how they can run their company better, but yet they've never run one.
1: Uh, and it's something that i have laughed at as well too. <laughs> you see it there.
0: you see it often. That's and exactly and, right. and i tell you what a great point. So you know i almost want to repeat that is you know when you're looking for that executive level coach a lot you know and you can get the schooling and degrees and certifications behind your name which is important but also having the real life experience of being a leader and being an executive is important.
1: I think you know having that exposure to the business world consistently through and it doesn't always have to be at the highest levels of leadership. But having the uh, understanding of the unique challenges that leaders face and upcoming leaders face in the business world, I think that's a valuable experience. Kind of that scar tissue is a great teacher. That's right.
0: I'm going to put you on the spot off my uh, question list, which I haven't really shared with Craig. But what I'd like to ask you is, why would I want you to be my coach? Why Craig Engling?
1: I think there's really three things that I could focus on there to answer your question. Number one, again, back begin at the beginning, so to speak, is, is I have been trained to be an executive coach um, and have the credentials that really less than 2,000 coaches in the United States have. So it's one of those things that I have worked hard for, and I'm one of those people that just wants to learn a lot to be the best servant I can for the executives I have the privilege to coach. Probably the next thing is, is I think that healthcare background really makes me unique. I think there's a lot of folks that look at the different industries and the complexity of industries out there. And when you think about it, the healthcare industry having changed a lot over the last 30 years, but is probably one of the more complex, challenging, competitive, strategic, fast-moving, fluid businesses you'll ever see.
0: Technology is constantly changing. People are changing. It's got more moving parts than just about any other industry you can think of.
1: Fragmented payers, highly regulated industry. I mean, it is, let's put it this way. If you love a job you do on Wednesday, you didn't do Tuesday, (laughs) it's the job for you. All right. And then lastly, I know that from my own experiences as an executive, as a person, that there's a lot of mistakes that I have made in my career. And I think that ability to really empathize and understand the challenges of the person mm-hmm. who is the executive also makes me unique as well, right. too. So you wrap it all together, and I like to think I'm more distinctive than a lot of coaches.
0: Well, I can tell you that's one of the reasons I've uh, partnered with you on several several projects. And, you know, it's always been an honor and a privilege to work with you. You've always uh, have been very professional and first class in everything you do, and I appreciate that. Thank you. So here we are. I uh, now you sold me. I'm hey. I'm signing up now. In today's economy, and especially here in our region, and of course nationally, everyone's loving the price of you know fuel. But in our region, it's it's you know affecting business and industry, and not only just in our southern region, but in different pockets of the United States. And you know this is a nationally broadcasted podcast, so we're just talking those national levels. But one of the things is. What are the benefits? I'm going to have to look for ROI here. I'm going to have to determine, you know, if I'm going to make an investment in in having a professional coach for me to help me, what are some of the benefits that you think I can expect to see or how is that return going to come? What 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 types of changes or what, tell me a little bit about that. What are the benefits associated with, with coaching for an individual?
1: Okay, so let me talk about the benefits and then let's talk about that ROI. How do you measure it? Because that's sometimes one of the harder things to be able to do, mm-hmm. but it's not as hard as people make it out to be. You know, the benefits around executive coaching tend to be in the area really of the people skills. You know, we call them soft skills. I think of them as the most important skills. When you look at the research that's out there, 80% of success in leading and managing people is how you deal with your own behavior and how you manage the relationships with other people as well, too, that emotional intelligence. So if you think about it, there's not a lot of executives that get fired or demoted because of their results. They tend to get impacted negatively because they don't do the people skills very well. So that's a major focus in coaching. Right. right. So soft skills, if you will, people skills is really the most important thing. So managing oneself, being able to manage others, listening more effectively, communicating more effectively. The other part that is a major benefit associated with coaching is really giving someone a good pathway for their future success. And I'll give you an example, John. Yeah. It's, I see frequently in coaching that executives just don't bring enough of a priority to creating the relationships that are important for their success today and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So literally what we will do is we'll map out some strategies to be able to influential more within their organization but also to get that perspective from outside their company, because an executive that's been at the same company for twenty, thirty years, they just don't have the same perspective of someone who's had a lot of different employers and can bring in some other experiences. Right,
0: right, right. That's good. I'm often asked in in my works with clients, are leaders born or made? Yes, yes. I like that. Next question. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's just say there, everyone is capable of being a leader. There are just some of us that have more of the competencies and capabilities.
0: And and everything you do and from what you've said so far has been about leadership. And I really believe in that, that par- part of the piece. And And one of the reasons is, you know, everyone talks about management skills. I want to improve my management skills, but Employees, and we'll cover this in another episode. And folks, you got to come join us back when we talk about employee engagement. And Craig's an expert at it, and we—that's a whole nother show. And we will cover that in depth. But employees work for managers, but they will follow and engage a leader with no obstacle.
1: Absolutely. You know, the the way I like to think about it is—is is there's leaders who have organizational authority. You know what? You have to do as you are told because they have the ability to hire and fire and discipline and that sort of thing. And then there's the leaders of influence. These are the leaders that people willingly follow. But you know, John, what's ironic? The CEO who has the most organizational authority in the company that they work with, in order to get the best outcomes, the highest engagement, and the best business results, has to be the one who leads most with influence. Right. Others need to willingly follow them. There's too many other options Mm
0: -hmm. available for Mm -hmm. people these days. That's good. I like it. As we move on. What's the three-part approach to executive coaching? Well, or, there, or your approach?
1: Okay, and and I think it's probably I, well, I've kind of refined it over the years. Mm. I guess to put it in in kind of a three phases that are important. Um, one is is raising the executive self awareness. I promise you, you see yourself differently than how others see you. It's called being a normal human being, and sometimes that gap can be pretty wide. So in order to lead effectively, leaders and managers have to be self aware
0: they have to see where they are before they can see where they're going
1: well said i understand their impact on other people's cuz remember it's not what you intend it's what how you're behaving and behaviors are what drive business results right so self awareness is crucial
0: and when we talk about self awareness and you know i've i've read your materials and i'm familiar with it but i want everyone else to know you you dive into an array of methods to gather that to help raise that self-awareness level for that executive or or individual that you're working with. Correct.
1: I mean, a number of assessments that I will use, you know, uh, many of which you have worked with and and, uh, how we originally partnered. But I mean, the 360 is absolutely the most powerful developmental tool that a coach has properly used. Right. And I have to tell you, the profiles instrument
0: is one of the better ones. Well, that's out there. Uh, we appreciate that plug. We really do. I, uh, I want to, you know, and I can describe it, but I'd like to hear your perspective and maybe we'll tackle it together. A lot of individuals or organizations may not be familiar with 360 degree feedback. So we can touch on that for a second, kind of walk us through, you know, taking an executive through that process, and a little bit about how that would work.
1: Okay, I probably really timely. I just and we
0: might spend a day on 360 alone. Uh, okay, that's could, a whole another day.
1: You could spend some time on that one. <laughs> but
0: let's sure. let's give them a snapshot. So you know, when when they hear that term 360, at least it'll resonate. Hey, I know what they're talking about.
1: So the individual that I'm working with is is they get to evaluate themselves based upon a set of questions and criteria. Okay. So, if you will, that's kind of the baseline information.
0: A multi, like a rater, um, a self-rate? Correct. Okay.
1: And then the boss would rate them, or perhaps the boss's boss. So, you can, you know, you would want to have the perspective of the boss for that employee. Okay, So, they are, in essence, based upon a little bit different perspective, evaluating that executive on this same criteria, the executive evaluated themselves. I see. Got it. And then the uh, peers would be able to rate that executive as well, too. And the way to frame it up is is really people that are at their organizational level, not doing necessarily what they do, but they're going to be at that organizational level.
0: Engaging, engaging with them, interacting with them on a regular basis to where they can
1: Exactly. They have to be able to engage with them frequently enough to be able to objectively evaluate them on these criteria. Sure. But they have to be at the same organizational level as that person. Because if you're in a leadership role, leaders look at each other differently than another category, the direct reports. Okay. So the direct reports get to evaluate that executive on those same questions as well too. And then lastly, the group that's sometimes the hardest to put together is the what we call the other category. Mm-hmm. And this is the group that I really talk about leading with influence. So I was just meeting with an executive today and we were talking about his other category. Who are the people that you have no authority over, but you need them to follow you to do your job well? You can't be successful without them. That's where we put the other category in because that's another
0: unique viewpoint. I do like that. I like that a lot. To define a 360, it's feedback from all the directions around you, a complete circle around you. Yeah, and it's if done
1: well, it's powerful in working with an executive.
0: Would you agree that perception is reality? So, for example, they may be a good communicator, have good communicating skills, but if they're not using that or displaying that and everyone around that around them in their 360 feedback sees or rates that low, the per, even though they may have that skill or that ability or that competency – The perception is they're not using it. So that is the reality for everyone around them. Is that, would you agree?
1: I frequently will talk with people. It's not what you intend. It's how you're leading. It's how you're behaving. And that's what they see. And that's what's really important.
0: I like that. So what we're doing is, so we're getting the self-awareness for the executive to get a baseline of here's where I am. And this is where my starting point is. So as I move into this coaching process, I have a baseline an understanding of where I am, and then along with you and the coach to move forward.
1: You got it. And what we do is, is we narrow down our coaching to the things that are going to have the most impact for that person, that executive, that leader. And John, here's where the ROI comes in. What I encourage all my clients to do, and really, if you will, mandate the sponsoring companies that pay me, mm-hmm. is, is nine months, 12 months after I finish the coaching, I want that executive to take another 360, and I want to be able to see the growth and the gains in that person. One, it drives accountability with the executive. Number two, it holds me accountable as well, too. I want them to know that that person is leading more effectively, coaching being one of the many tools in their toolkit.
0: Now, that is powerful because we're not only baselining it, we're taking them through a process. which. In the past, organizations would do this type of work because it was right, it felt good, and it seemed like the right thing to do. But now, we're going to baseline it and do a comparative analysis of the data to see if there's been uh, gains in the performance or perception of that individual's performance. Correct.
1: And I'm going to ask that company as well, too, to look at some of the specific business results, reduction in turnover, uh, more engagement from the workforce, productivity, higher sales. There's all sorts of ways to be able to measure. Now, coaching is not the only thing that will make or break an executive, but having had a coach in my career in healthcare, it is clearly one of the best tools that was available to me.
0: That's wonderful. Good. Now that we have the awareness part down, and so here we are, we understand here's some areas. And what I like about your approach is it seems like you're looking to make changes or, or, or to recommend coaching that can make an immediate impact for that individual tomorrow. If there are things that they're doing that are not working, you can identify that and, and, and work with them to correct those activities. Or if, they're doing, or if they're not doing things that they're really good at, then you can encourage those events to take place. Correct. And, and really, they start to see an immediate impact in those around them. And see that immediate impact.
1: Absolutely. That second phase of coaching is really around developing skills, developing the, uh, if you will, the professional development of the executive. That can be in the area of listening, but it can also be in the area of delegation, how well they manage conflict, how well do they develop relationships with an organization. And all these things are looked at in the different assessments and particularly the 360. And then that's right. where the real work begins for that executive. That's the next step.
0: As we get into the next step, that's skill building piece. And do you, are you doing individual development plan or, you know, a lot of, a lot of times we refer those as an IDP.
1: Correct. Yeah. Frequently what I will do is I will actually, uh, in the coaching and the conversations, this is where you're asking a lot of provocative, powerful questions to get the executive to be able to reflect, to be able to think about how they can lead differently and more effectively John, one of the things I also do is I supplement that as well, too, with a lot of articles from some of the best business uh, magazines that are out there, because those researched articles give the executive another dimension. And then here's where my executive level experience comes in. John, you have a set of experiences I don't have. I have a set of experiences you don't have. Right. If you don't see it, you may not ever understand. And so the more I coach the better I get because I have not only my experiences as an executive, but I have the experience of others as well, too. And that
0: storytelling is powerful. And is that leading into the into the third phase of of the coaching aspect? Exactly. It's the strategic thought partnering. And it takes on different
1: forms based upon the executive's unique needs as well as the position they're at. So for example, if I'm coaching the CEO of a four billion dollar company, that's a lot different than the entrepreneur who's running the $13 million company or the startup with venture capital of a million five, So it really depends. It also depends on where they are in their career. They Mm -hmm. may not need a tremendous amount of skill development, but having been a CEO, that expression, it's lonely at the top. Having someone (laughs) where it's completely safe, you become the trusted advisor, the strategic thought partner, for those highest level leaders. So it takes on a lot of different fields yeah. firm based on what the executive
0: needs. So anywhere from a sounding board to whatever the situation may be, helping them to realize the direction which they're going and how to improve. Now, this leads me to the next question is, when we talk about this process, what could an individual or an executive expect to do in like a time capacity? And then what I mean by that, what's the commitment from, from time or how does it work in terms of the actual coaching process in terms of the, the logistics, if you will, uh, of the process? Tell it's, us a little bit about that.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's about a six to nine month process. Okay, uh, You know, kind of the more depending upon the uh, personality style, the behavioral style of the individual may determine whether it's shorter or longer. Uh, It depends to some degree about, you know, what you're preparing them for. And and for example, John, I have some clients that are CEOs of their business. I've been with them for years. That's unusual because I'm kind of like their boss, their trusted advisor, their board, their person that they can count on. Coaching engagements, you should be done within about a six to nine month period of time. So when I coach, I coach every other week for about three to four months. And then I go to monthly because I want to work hard to raise that self-awareness quickly. Right. I want to start the process quickly of developing skills and developing that executive and then the why we spread it out at the end so that they have a chance to practice those new behaviors and the entire process is, as I'm talking with the uh, the boss and bringing them into the process as well too. I've I've uh, learned the hard lessons of making sure that the key stakeholders of that person are involved in the whole process because it needs a really a team to be able to get it done, and I just serve as one uh, unique position on that team.
0: You know, I noticed on on your website, and I'm going to let you give that domain so I don't mess it up. What's the domain of your website?
1: The E2 Coach. So it's the numeral two, not spelled out two. Okay. So the E2 Coach.
0: And and for those of you, we'll have um, on our website hrhireup.com. We'll have a link to Craig's site uh, in the profile for this podcast. So there'll be information there. There'll be some meeting notes, uh, uh, interview notes in that area, as well as, uh, Craig's contact information and links. So if you want to, uh, get in touch with Craig directly and I can tell you folks, I've, I've had countless number of clients, uh, work with Craig and the results have always been phenomenal. Uh, it's a feather in my cap every time I get the opportunity to refer him. And so it's been, uh, a, a, so if you're looking for a coach or if you're looking for someone to help take your organization to a higher level, uh, I certainly would suggest that you look up uh, Craig Yingling. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you are thinking about your content on demand, we understand that you have a choice and there are a lot of options out there. So every time you click in to the higher up podcasts, uh, it means a lot to us. And this is going to be an evolution. We're going to continue to make these podcasts better and better. You're going to grow with us as we continue to bring what we hope to be great content. So whether you are new to the HR world or whether you are a seasoned executive, we hope we can give you one nugget. Thank you so much. updates and more on how to break the code to unlocking
1: occupational DNA. Join the community at HRHireUp.com.
0: And take your business to a higher level
1: This has been an exclusive production of sharpertalkmedia.com Join the community